The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, here we are. We are back. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin, and our second guest is Cynthia Johnson, and she has written a book called Breaking the Trance with George T. Lynn. And Breaking the Trance is a practical guide for parenting the screen-dependent child. And just to tell you a little bit of background here, recreational screen media use is quickly replacing family time. Sad but true. And parents are making the best decisions they can based on the information they have. But so many parents are driven to challenge this accepted reality that nothing can be done. And they feel their hands are tied and they're looking for a new framework. So the new book, Breaking the Trance, does not blame parents. It doesn't vilify technology as a whole, but it gives parents easy and effective strategies to implement immediately. And it uses clinical examples and guidelines, and the authors will give the parents tools for detecting the presence of an issue with their child's recreational screen media use and getting screen dependence under control, which is really what we need. So with that being said, uh, I'd like to introduce Cynthia Johnson, and she has written the book, Breaking the Trance with George Lynn. Welcome, Cynthia. Thank you so much, Patricia. I appreciate being here. It's funny. I used the word president on one of the things I thought. I think that's been on my mind this last week. (laughs) So, but uh, yeah, it's funny how the slip of the tongue. But anyway, let's talk definitely about why you wrote this book. I mean, I can probably tell you why, because parents are probably very frustrated. They don't want to pull these devices out of their kids' hands, but they also don't want their kids to leave and breathe and sleep with them, which some of them do. Exactly. I'm a tutor, and I serve families in their homes, and I see struggling students um, with profound disorganization and failing grades and feel sleep-deprived, and George is a mental health counselor, and these issues can be typically explained in part or sometimes completely by recreational screen media dependence. And we wanted to sort of call out the difference between learning disabilities or psychiatric disorders and screen media. And that's not easy. That's so important. So what happens when you, when you work with each other? What are you hearing from parents? What are they telling you? They're very frustrated. Um, They're seeing their students fail in school or have low performance. There's high disorganization. The kids are um, saying things like, I'm so bored with school. And um, Mm. they have low social confidence. Um, Sleep deprivation is there, depression. um, And there's a disruption to the... 
Yeah, to sort of the attachment to parents. And so we're seeing this over and over again, and we thought, you know, we live in um, electronic land here out on the West Coast, and so we're not even remotely anti-electronics or technology. That isn't the issue. It's how can we help these students to reach their full potentials? So what do you do? What are some of the techniques? What are some of the things that you suggest to parents and to the children? Yet this is a blueprint for changing family culture. And first of all, it, you know, we call it a trance, and then the subtitle is a practical guide for parenting the screen-dependent child. But we notice that all of us can be in trances in different ways, and it's sort of a state of consciousness in which people react automatically. And I tell the story in the book called The Tree Trance, and I'll just take a couple minutes to tell this, and this is a sidebar, but it sort of gives an example. My sister and I had to um, sell our family home in southern Oregon, and we hadn't been there in a long time. Our parents had passed, and the real estate agent had said to my sister, you know, we've got to clear out these trees because... Um, the people who want to buy the property need them gone. So my sister called me. I said, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? There are no trees. So we met on the property, and I was still looking at this incredible panoramic view. It's 180 degrees. And I said, I don't understand. What are you talking about? She put my hand on a very, very large tree, and Mm. then I saw it. I seriously had not seen it. And I went, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. And so it is with any kind of trance that we're in. Uh, Um, Sure. Yeah. And so... Well, um, I mean, I think you could... I hate to bring this up again because we've recently had an election. I think you could say that about the election. You know, there are people that... Absolutely. Certainly, you know, and they are very fixed and very much in a trance about their position. And I've heard on both sides. Exactly. Not even a question about that. And whatever you say, it doesn't matter. I don't care what argument you bring in. I don't care what fact you bring in. It doesn't matter. That is absolutely correct, Patricia. And the, the data that's is sort of fascinating to us and sad is that in America, the typical 8- to 10-year-olds are spending 8 hours a day on recreational screen media, 8 hours wow. a day, and the teens are spending approximately 11-plus hours a day. And so these are, they're spending eight hours a day online, like playing video games, texting, watching YouTube, social media like Snapchat or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that's more than school. And that has a huge impact. And then it becomes an electronic babysitter. And then they're in their room alone, in the dark. And isn't that, um, Cynthia, the way television was for many kids? I mean, it's, it is, you know, TV and watching TV all the time. Right. Um, there, there are some correlations, but um, it's a little bit different than television because it draws kids in with compulsive loops. So we've interviewed some of the psychologists that work in the industry, and there are compulsive loops that are, are actually programmed into these uh, games and so forth. So screens get adrenaline into the nervous system, and it feels like excitement. Um, and then the dopamine is the chemical precursor to adrenaline, 
and the brains then develop a long-term dependency. The more adrenaline release, the greater the mm-hmm. dependency. And also television, the, the games and the, um, the screens are interactive, and um, they also keep kids alone in the dark in their rooms. And there's a lot more sleep deprivation and so forth uh, that's happening. Many of my students say, you know, I really don't need to sleep that long. I have students who get up in the middle of the night, drink two or three um, beverages to keep them awake, and then um, are screening, say, uh, 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock, putting their head down in class, sleeping after school, and then it, and it continues on. So, again, um, do you, when you work with the students, do you work with them directly or do you work with parents or both? I work with uh, students and parents, yeah. So parents are the ones that are in charge. And kids, this is sort of the first generation of students and, and kids to be able to um, control their parents more. And um, parents are working so hard now. Both parents are working um, and the kids are alone in, you know, in their room. So it's, an, like I say, an electronic babysitter that's really perfect in so many ways. They're not outside. They're not getting in trouble. And parents will say this to me. You know, they're not, they're not in trouble. They're just failing in school. Um, now, here are some. You have a, a chart in your book. How, We've got um, a lot of pen, a, appendices. We've got a lot of help. Help. Yeah. And you talk about um, children who have high anxiety and or children who are having trouble with relationships, social relationships. So, yeah. um, address that. Yeah, there's um, actually a new Time Magazine um, information that came out recently about boys having more anxiety and girls having more depression. And when really? our brains... Yeah, it was, I think, last week. Um, sort of fascinating. Um, you might think it would flip the other way, but um, the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, um, were in step with um, their guidelines. And um, they don't, um, they, they're saying there should be a nighttime curfew that's enforced. So, okay, kids, let me have your cell phones, let me have your, you know, devices and so forth, and we're going to put them in our room. Um, yes. And kids will say, no, 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 I, I need it for my clock, I need it my alarm, I've got a habit, someone might, you know, text me. So those kinds of things. Um, and there should be limits on daily play. Um, the AAP, again, American Academy of Pediatrics, um, nothing for kids under two. And I'm sure that you've oh, seen... seen... I've seen little three- and four-year-olds with their own, with their own phones. Have you seen Absolutely. that? I mean, oh, I, 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 Absolutely. Little teeny, I mean, these little toddlers. And right. they are involved. Woo. Right. I, mean, I, see, I see babies in strollers. Um, that really? Have them. Yeah, yeah. I do see them here. Um, so it's prolific. We have 75% of teenagers have smartphones in America. So it is profound, uh, the impact. However, the AAP is becoming more, um, they're really trying with new parents in particular. So I do see that things are shifting a little bit with uh, parents of newborn babies. So there is a movement towards screen sanity that is developing a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. important. 
All right. So give us a couple of tips before we go to break. Okay. okay. You, you said something, but give us a couple of practical tips. Um, there should be a screen-free zone in the house. Um, That's a and, great idea. Yeah, and select a place, and that might be, you know, where the kids understand that screens are not allowed. Screen-free <laughs> times, for example, um, the novelty of having dinner together without phones going off. And um, so those are a couple tips. Yep. And then finding out, um, we've got to drill down to how many hours a day are the kids on devices? And we have all the forms and so forth to help with parent, for parents. And that you have those in the book. Absolutely. We have a lot of appendices. We really, we are parents. George's parents have three children and I have five children. Um, and so we understand and we want to help parents. This is the right. And I want to read this before we go to break. I want to read this in your book. I think it's very hopeful and very good. Three characteristics of screen-healthy families. One, the family does things together. For example, getting together to clean the yard on Saturday or going for hikes or bike rides together. Two, family members identify with certain values that govern the way they interact with each other. These values prize self-responsibility, honesty, and caring. And three, people talk with each other all the time. They interact with each other, not at each other. So those are great. Put those up on your on your kitchen wall. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be back with Cynthia Johnson, and she has written a book with George Lynn called Breaking the Tramps, A Practical Guide for Parenting Screen-Dependent Children. Uh, and what's the website? BreakingTheTramps.com. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Show right here on... on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires, yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a pet parent? If so, you'll want to stay up to date on the latest tech gadgets and advances for your canine or feline friend. With a ton of apps, websites, tech toys, and more, you'll want to be in the know when it comes to the real treasures and the duds. 
For that information, listen for Pet Lover Geek with host Lorian Clemens. We test and discuss what's hot and what's not on the pet front, so you'll be better informed. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and welcome back uh, we are talking to cynthia johnson and she has written with George Lynn, the book called Breaking the Trance, A Practical Guide for Parenting the Screen-Dependent Child. And we really need that now more than ever. Cynthia Johnson utilizes in-home individualized therapeutic tutoring to help unique K-12 learners reach their full potential. She is the founding director of the Venture Program at Bellevue College in Washington. And she's been featured by National Public Radio, the Chicago Tribune, and many other, uh, many other magazines as well as outlets, media outlets. All right. Welcome back, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank Let's you so much. Let's talk about in the book, and I really love this section. There's a section on how you can implement these controls in a very, very positive way and bring the family together. And uh, you have a whole chart here. And the first one is that you bring people together to convene, to write a value statement. Now, how do you do that? So, you know, how, how does that happen? Well, I think this is really critical so that we want to know um, what are our values as a family? What do we believe in? Um, the, and when we're done, we have a specific description of how we treat each other, what are the rules? Many of the parents write these things down. They're on charts. And interestingly enough, it does work. Um, mm-hmm. They first need to know also uh, their forms in the book for analyzing the problem. How many hours a day are kids on the screens? What are they doing, etc.? So again, one of our defining characteristics of the book is that parents are in charge. I'm not saying you know, drill down heavy kind of um, cruel parenting. I'm talking about you're in charge, that you can do this, that it's your home and your value system. And then we use questions to identify the shared values of the families. Um, you know, what are there? You know, if a miracle happened overnight and um, all of our interactions in the family changed for the better, how would we be interacting the next day? What, how do we interact? You know, what kind of things do we do? And then the family compiles all of the comments and they identify the essential family values and then they translate that into behavior standards that can be measured. Okay, specifically with screens, how many hours a day, um, where do we do it, um, what happens with homework, what happens on the weekend, those kinds of things. And so that goes into the next part, which are the questions. 
that right. you will identify. Exactly. So, and the questions, yeah, we're going to, yeah, the questions that, that we identify the values. Um, so it's a task of the families to kind of form a consensus around these essential questions that, um, you know, if all things are going the way you want them to go in the family, what would the average day look like? Would we actually have dinner mm-hmm. together? No phones, mm-hmm. no screens? What would it look like? And what are our values? Are we going to go out and bike ride this afternoon, this week? Are we going to, what do we do together? Because that's the bottom line. That's how we keep families together is through values. You compile everyone's answers. You don't censor them. But then right, you come exactly. up with, with what the consensus is, right? Five, it, uh, five statements or more than that. Exactly. You know, who are we? You know, our identity. And one of the issues with screens is that a student's, a child's identity, there are certain steps that we go through as we grow up that have to do with identity, and we have a chapter on that. And that's why it's critical that we um, have family identity and that we mm-hmm. develop our own identity as an individual. And then, um, and then finally, we, we translate those into behavior statements. Exactly. So give us an example of how they were translated. Um, that um, we, we don't use profanity in, in our family uh, we don't insult each other. We we speak respectfully, so we're not swearing at at our parents. That's not unusual for um, kids to swear at their parents if they get their screens taken away, and it's very intimidating for parents. Um, we've seen kids put their fists through the screens if they don't get their way, um, and the parents buy a new screen, new a new television, a new computer. So what are, um, while we're at school, um, we have certain behaviors that all the staff, we're not arguing with teachers, we're not going to hear back from teachers, and if we do, then we have behaviors and we write them in this family value statement. How successful has that been, Cynthia? I mean, do children say to their parents, I'm not doing this, I'm not sitting down with the family, or do you find that there's more cooperation than not? There's more cooperation than not. Students, children do not want to be in charge. They do not want to be. It's like if I was on an airplane and and the captain said, oh, by the way, Cynthia, we'd like you to take over. I go, actually, I really don't know how to fly a plane. Please know. And so it is with a family. Students know, their kids know that there's something off with them being, you know, kind of in charge. They know that that doesn't make for a healthy family. They know it. It's, it's everywhere, and so they're seeing it. Um, but the same thing is translating to schools. So um, I think about 70% of schools right now that had 10 years ago um, controls on screens in the classroom have reversed their role um, in the last mm-hmm. few years. So uh, I think New York City just did it last month. So. Well, I, I think it's all very important. We have just a couple minutes left. So what would you like to leave our listeners with today, Cynthia? What is your message for parents? And then how they can find you, find the book, or call you, or email you, or, or just give us all that information. Your message I would first. say, n- number one, um, you're in charge, and you can take back 
you know, your family, that there's screen-free times, that there are device curfews, that there's screen-free zones in the home, but also that you can restore a sense of care and connection within your home. And it's sort of like, sort of a bottom line is who controls your children? Those who love them, the parents, or those who profit from them? So kids are becoming profit margins for companies. And um, when parents are in charge, there's less of a fight to retain the screen access than they ever imagined. And that um, it's easier than you think. And that kids... Well, I... Yeah, yeah, I think there's something you said, too, that was very important. You said children don't want to be in charge, and I think we forget that. They, yeah, they want really don't. To take control. Right? They, they really right. do, in a All loving, right. can, kind way. How can people find, um, find you? They can find us through breakingthetrance.com. We have a website set up, and uh, you can certainly... Um, um, get the book and also email us if you have any uh, questions or concerns. And how are they email you? you? On the website, it has the um, the information. All right. Really, really appreciate you coming on the program. Yeah. Thank you and so again, much. Uh, again, Cynthia Johnson. The book is Breaking the Trance. A Practical Guide for Parenting the Screen-Dependent Child. And again, tell us um, the email and the website, please. Email um, is it's on the website, breakingthetrance.com. My personal email, um, well, I'm just going to have breakingthetrance.com, and there's an email there. And it was just set up um, a couple weeks ago, so I don't have it off the top of my head. I'm sorry. All right. Terrific. Well, thank you so much again for being on the program. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. All right, folks. That wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy. Get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see who my guests are on Voice America and on my other radio shows as well. Until next week, have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 